When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Statue. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield. Coming at you again on Thursday morning for our lovely time with numbers. I tell you, the, the number that I'm crazy about right now is one. You can even say seven. Forget one. Say seven. Don't worry about one week until the Hall of Fame game. It's seven days. We have seven days until the Steelers are going to take the field against another team. And I know some people aren't excited about it because there'll be a long list of players that aren't playing. But you know what? There's an awful lot of players who will be on the field. And from the very bottom of the roster up, I'm excited to see what any of them can bring, see if the Steelers have some gems, some diamonds in the rough, and everything along that line. So I just can't believe that we're going to get new data. I, I've been talking about this for a while. I want new data. I want data from players on the Steelers that I can evaluate that's now. Not this stuff from back in January or the 2020 regular season or from when players were in college, or when they were with another team. I want data from now to interpret and be able to figure out what this 2021 team for the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to be. So let's dive into stuff here very shortly. Got a couple things I want to discuss. First of all, I'm I'm struggling a little bit because as of today, as of Thursday, July 29th, 2021, I now have to live with a teenager. Today is my daughter's birthday. She turns 13. I haven't had to share 
living space with a teenager since I was in college and had a roommate. <laughs> so that's going to be pretty different for me. And man, is she already trying to act like a teenager? I mean, sometimes I'm just like, don't you speak to your mother that way. But um, that's that's life. That's just how it is. So yes, my, my it's my daughter's birthday. She is 13. And um, I have a I, I I need you all to to take pity on me for this. Also, I did my best trying to be able to compile things for this episode to where I it can flow pretty easily. I might be scrambling more than normal because normally I take Wednesday afternoon and that's when I'm like compiling my stats. If I haven't had a chance to do it yet, that's when I dive in, making sure I'm bringing in all kinds of stuff. And I had some stuff I had to dig up here. The problem was I was just about ready to to start looking at some stats. I was making sure that um, that I had the, the, the tracker for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I've been running the, the tracking of what's going on at training camp. I wanted to get the Steelers live show in there as soon as possible. I got it in there. I'm, I'm compiling stuff. All of a sudden, I hear this boom. And I'm wondering what happened. And I, I'm actually, I actually have the Steelers live show on my, on my laptop at the time. And I look over and I see birds fly off. I'm like, did a bird fly into our window? Because it was... I'm like, no, that was a bigger noise than that. Um, and my kids are all looking around, and I realized that Steelers Live isn't playing anymore. That's because not only did I not have any internet, I didn't have any electricity. It was a transformer that blew um, just up the road. They had to come dig up the yard, not my yard, um, but just in front of my yard. They had to dig up and, and replace an underground wire. They were here fast. It was only three houses without power, and the, the power company was right on it. Man, They were really fantastic guys that came out and took care of stuff. Um, but therefore, I didn't have the internet to look up all my stuff. So I had to try to compile it much later in the day. I'm back. I have power. I was worried I wasn't even going to be able to record this show for you all to run for Thursday morning, but I got it. I'm here. I have the stats. They're scattered. I'm trying to compile them all together. So if you hear me saying, oh, what is that? That's because I'm doing my very best because I still wanted to make sure I could get the show for you today. So you don't care about what's going on in my life right now like this, but this is what I'm dealing with, and this is this is what's happening with Stat Geek coming at you today. So, with that, let's dive into the the questions that we have going on. The first one, it's funny, it's not really a question, and honestly, I I confirmed the stats that he sent me, and I'm and but mainly I'm going to go with his stats because it was a, a point of discussion about the defense. And the defense's ability to hold, to hold an opponent when they need to. And this came to me courtesy of, I'm going to screw up the name because it's what I do. It's Logan, I think it's Brandel, B-R-A-N-D-E-L, Brandel, Brandel, something like that. Logan, we'll just go with Logan. Logan um, uh, conversed with me via email um, about this topic. Um, you can always email me any topics you want to about the show at stlrsuperfandad at gmail.com, or you could shoot them to me at Twitter. Just drop off the gmail.com and you've got my Twitter handle. But what Logan wanted to talk about was this defense's ability to hold the lead late in the game. And he compiled data from 2019 and 2020. I confirmed the data. Um, 
And I'm sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. Um, she's kind of been on edge ever since we lost power. <laughs> so hopefully that's not coming through very much. But 2019 and 2020, I mean, in all, the Steelers had 14 different games between the two years of which they had an opportunity to hold the lead. We're looking, we're looking where the other team has the ball inside of the last five minutes of the game. And the Steelers have the lead by a score or less. Well, meaning I, I set it at eight points, you know, where, where one score would do the job. You know, we're not looking at games when there's a blowout, uh, you know, against the Browns last year. That, that doesn't matter. So let's, let's look at these games real quick because then I took it a little bit further than what Logan had brought up because, you know, I'm the stat geek. I have to look up something. So I actually then turned around and said, okay, what about times when the Steelers were trailing in the game? And the defense needed a stop in order to give the offense a chance. So we'll get to those as well. Let's, let's go ahead. We'll do 2020 first, and then we'll go back to 2019. But out of those, but between the two years, it was 14 games and the Steelers held in 11 of them. Okay. Last year in 2020, the Steelers held the lead where the defense had the lead. The other team had the ball inside of five minutes, at the end of the game, and they held that lead. Five out of six games when when this situation arose. Okay, so the games where they did that was the Broncos. Now the Broncos game was interesting because I was trying to filter out these drives by saying, "Oh yeah, in the last five minutes." Well, the, the where they did it on Pro Football Reference, it was looking at the at when the drive started. That Broncos drive started outside of five minutes. It was pro, I think about six minutes left in that game. Um, I, I have it here in front of me if I can bring it up real quick. The, um, that they had it. There was six minutes and eight seconds left in the game when the Broncos got the ball on their own eighteen yard line and they drove the field. They got down to the Steelers' fifteen yard line, but because it was more than a field goal game. They had to go for it on fourth and two, and that's where uh, Toro Edmonds came up with the 11-yard sack to basically all but all but, but seal the game. Um, there was also a James Conner 59-yard run after that, um, after, after that happened. But the, but the Steelers held the lead in 2020 against the Broncos, against the Titans. Now, that one, it took a missed field goal to hold the lead, but they held that lead. They did against against the Ravens in Baltimore. They did against the Cowboys and also against the Colts. Those were the games where the Steelers held the lead, where they had the, had the ball, held the lead. And against Dallas, they did it twice, honestly. The, it, two, two drives inside the last five minutes against the Cowboys in a five-point game. The first one, um, how about negative one yards and turned over on downs? And then the other one was there was there was only 38 seconds left in the game, but um, but they ended the game. You know, they gave up some yards and some things like that, but was trying to keep them out of the end zone. And, and with that, so that was the games that the Steelers held and won. Now the game that they didn't, and this was going to come up in, in the other category that I came up with as well, was against Washington, because um, we were also looking at if the game was tied, and that the Steelers gave up the field goal late in the game in a tie game, and then 
They they get the ball back, and the next play they throw an interception, and the defense has to hold again, hold them to another field goal, but they actually knocked them back two yards. You know, they were already in field goal range. So that one you can't really ding the defense, but we'll talk about that one when we get there. So that was 2020. Five out of six times the Steelers held, held the team from being able to tie or take the lead. I don't have the data for the whole league because the only way to do that would be to go through and look and and dig up all these games for every team one by one. But I, I tell you, five five for six, I'm going to say is pretty solid. Um, in 2019, the Steelers held the lead on six of eight games. So now we only went to back to 2018 because really that's that's when you saw a big difference with the Steelers defense. And we'll, we'll, when I get the other category here, we'll talk about that because the Steelers defense started to go next level in 2019. But in 2019, they held the lead in six games. That was against the Chargers, the Colts, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Browns at home, and at Cincinnati. The two times they surrendered the lead was the home game against the Ravens, which, you know, we could say that was probably, that was the the overtime game. Um, And the 49ers, that was the other one where, where the, where the Steelers had the ball, turned it over, ended up giving up the touchdown uh, to surrender the lead. That was those two situations. So the, the Steelers, Defense is, is pretty solid. I mean, they were better last year, even than in 2019, of holding that lead. So you got to hold the lead whenever you have the opportunity. It used to be back, you know, in the in the 2016, 2017 era, maybe even 2018, that when the Steelers got to the end of the game, you didn't trust the defense to make the stop. You hoped that the Steelers had the ball, even if they were trailing, with enough time to have a chance to win it. I'm thinking of the Christmas day game against Baltimore when they couldn't hold that lead, they give up the touchdown. You're like, Oh no, but they have just enough time that they get down there, make that great play, win the division. That's still one of my greatest memories of a Steelers game, just because of when it was, how it went down. And it was just fantastic. Um, so now the trend is you will need to call on that defense to stop. That's getting back to your typical Pittsburgh Steelers football. So now let's look at can the can the defense step up when the offense needs the ball back to make that play? When the other team's just trying to run down the clock, maybe get another score, things of that nature, can the defense make the stop? Well, last year, I only found three games where the Steelers were within a score. The other team had the ball at the end of the game, meaning their drive started inside the last five minutes is the way I did it. You know what? For for 2019, I did the last seven and a half minutes. So maybe I should... Maybe I should go back and change that for my 2020 search to see if it, it brings up anything else. So I'm actually doing that right now because I realized I, I did that for, for 2019, but I didn't actually do that for 2020. So for 2020, it's um, when you expand that, it actually expands it out to, well, it throws in the, it throws in the Washington, or sorry, not Washington. I'm going to get to the Washington game. It throws in the Dallas game. Okay, it actually has five games where this happened, where that because the Steelers were were trailing by one point with 
when the Cowboys got the ball with seven minutes and 11 seconds left in the game. They gained 15 yards, and the Steelers forced a punt to get the ball back to take the lead. That's exactly what we're talking about. That one's a little bit far out because it was over seven minutes left, but we wanted to include it. Washington was was one. There was the tie, you know, the tie game. And but then the other drive, you can't really fault the Steelers on on the second drive when they actually pushed them back and made them have to kick, you know. I mean, they got the Washington got the ball at the 25-yard line on the interception, and the Steelers made them kick from the 27. But it's really the one before when when Washington got the ball with four minutes and 53 seconds left, moved it 45 yards, and kicked a field goal to take the lead in a tie game. So that's one that didn't work out for the Steelers. Then you had, actually, you had the the Bengals game as the third of four games because that Dallas game added another one. But with the Bengals, what's what's crazy is this. The Steelers were down a touchdown. The Bengals had the ball with five and a half minutes left, um, and the Steelers needed to stop. They gave up a first down. They gave up 16 yards. They, they, the drive only lasted just over two minutes, and they forced a punt. But then the offense didn't get it done, and the defense had to go back out on the field just under two minutes left in the game. The drive only lasted 12 seconds, but it was nine, nine yards. And they and they gave up a field goal for it to end up being a ten score or a ten point lead, a two score game. So that's one where they didn't exactly hold. But then again, they didn't even give up a first down on that one. So they got the job done to get the ball back to their team. But then they ended up getting put in an even worse situation, where where I mean, the the ball was given to the other team at the at the twenty four yard line, they were already in field goal range. So forcing a field goal in only twelve seconds—I don't know that I'd really call that a loss. But then the other one was at the end of Week Seventeen against Cleveland, where after the Steelers didn't get the two point conversion, they went for the onside kick, didn't get the onside kick. Cleveland had the ball. They one first down wins the game, and they gave up the first down. So in order to end the game, so, so that's a no go. So in that Dallas game, you can look at that. That's one that, that, that was a victory. They held the Cowboys was, you know, with, it was under five minutes whenever they forced the punt that they forced the punt against the Cowboys, got the ball back, took the lead. Okay. But then you had these other ones that didn't. And two of these field goals, two of those field goals were when they actually didn't even give up a first down. So it wasn't the end of the world with how the Steelers did when they were trailing. It worked out in one of the games. So let's look let's look at 20 at, at 2019 and what happened with those games. Some of them worked out where the where the defense did the job, some of them didn't. That Dallas game last year is the only one that the Steelers actually won where they were trailing with with Halfway through the fourth quarter, had to make a stop, did it, and then ended up winning the game. That's the only one. Because even if they made the stop in 2019, they still didn't actually win the game. Um, To start off on that one, against Seattle, Seattle got the ball with five and a half minutes left in the game in a two-point game. And the Steelers just needed to force, you know, force the stop, get the ball back, see what they could do. Seattle never gave it up. Game over. They gave up, uh, how many yards was that? 
um, 51 yards, 10 of them were on penalties. Um, and, oh, and five and a half minutes and the Steelers never got the ball back. That's when I remember like, man, this defense is not the same. Turn around, Steelers pick up Minka Fitzpatrick. Things start to change a little bit. But it happened also again the next week against San Francisco that uh, that the Steelers – for this one, this, this is kind of tough because the game ended, but there was 37 seconds left. It was one play, and they, and they took a knee. So that one – I'd almost basically throw that one out, that that one doesn't really count. Um when, when when that happened. So then you've got against Baltimore in 2019, um, where where the Steelers oh that was when they got the or or that the that it um they forced the punt that inside seven inside seven and a half minutes was seven minutes and fourteen seconds left in the fourth quarter. And and Baltimore had got the ball at their own one. And the Steelers did not give up a yard. And forced the punt. Unfortunately, you know that was in a tie game, but un- but unfortunately, they didn't go on um, to win that game. They they got the field goal, but then they gave up the field goal. All, all kinds of. Then that that's when that game went into a different category, if you know what I mean. Um, but at that point was when they was it was a point that they were tied. Hey, then you've then you've got the infamous Cleveland game where they lost twenty one to seven. And that was with, with um, fifty no, with six minutes and twenty two seconds left in the game. That the they gave up the ball. It was it was at their own four yard line. They only needed four yards to score. They ended up giving up the touchdown to 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 push it out to be twenty one to seven rather than fourteen to seven. That's putting your defense in a hard in a hard situation. Um, the Steelers they had two. Hold scratch that three drives in the Buffalo game. I was in the state. That's the last game I was at. I was in the stadium for this Buffalo game right at the seven and a half minute mark. Uh, Buffalo has the ball. They're up seven points. What do the Steelers do? They hold them to a three and out. They get the ball back. They didn't do anything. Buffalo gets the ball back. Well, I'm not going to go into what happened when the Steelers had the ball. Buffalo gets the ball back with a minute 54 left. And the Steelers hold them to a three and out. But it does take a lot of time. And they force them to and, and they force them um in into a punt. And then, of course, then Buffalo gets the ball back with six seconds left. So that's why it was three of them. Um, and that ended the game. But two different times they forced a punt against Buffalo, and they couldn't get down there to tie the game. Then you had the New York, the, the New York jets. There was two of them there, but once again, the, the second one, I don't, doesn't count all that much uh, because inside of two minutes with a minute 53 left, um, the Steelers forced him to a three and out to get the ball back. But unfortunately they didn't do anything with it and gave it back to him 39 seconds. So if you look at that, the Steelers forced punts in half the games, or more that that happened in 2019. So not only were have they been successful for the last two years of holding the lead, they've also done a really nice job of getting the ball back for their offense to have a chance. 
with the one glaring exception being that Seattle game. And that's when you kind of knew like something was missing from that defense and the Steelers went out and addressed it um, within the next couple of days. So we're going to go ahead and take our break. We're a little bit later than we normally do. Um, when we come back, I've got um, another one. It's a correlation about sacks and Steelers success. So check out some music from Jerry Cherry Band and, We'll have some commercial break and we'll be right back right after. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We are pushing on through the Steelers Stat Geek. This is Dave Schofield, editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. Man, I'm excited. Training camp's going on. The pads went on yesterday. All kinds of great stuff. Lots of content going on at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. New podcast coming out. We had the, the Fantasy Football Fix debut yesterday, Wednesday. Um, I haven't, I, because I lost my electricity, I haven't had a chance to check that out yet, but that's on my to-do list. So um, I'm, I'm getting excited about that. And we have more coming, all kinds of good stuff. Make sure you follow us at Behind the Steel Curtain, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and then you'll you'll just get it all. And, th- and there you go. I had another question. This was this was brought to me once again by by Brian Haynes, Captain Underpants. He wanted to know, if there was a basically a negative correlation between the Pittsburgh Steelers surrendering sacks and how successful they were that season, meaning he was wondering if the more sacks the Steelers give up, actually the more success they have in that season. And I thought, you know, that's really interesting. So let's see if there's a correlation. And the answer is, it's kind of all over the place. I only went back to the year 2000 just because I had to stop somewhere. So, so that's what I did. So I went back through 2000 and actually the year where the Steelers gave up the most sacks was in 2009. They gave up 50 and the Steelers went nine and seven that year. Okay. So that's, that's not the best example, but there were two years in there where the Steelers were only one sack behind them. They gave up 49 sacks one of which was 2008, the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers won the Super Bowl. They gave up a lot of sacks that season. Um, we uh, Most Steeler fans who are aware of these things know that uh, when Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator, his style of play meant, made Ben Roethlisberger have to hold on to that football for a long time, and it was not a good offensive line he was playing behind. Um, if you look at other years, like let's let's look at the other Super Bowl years. 2010, the Steelers went to the Super Bowl. They gave up 43 sacks. It, that was the seventh most out of the last 21 seasons. Um, if you look at 2005, when they won the Super Bowl, they only gave up 32 sacks. That was 15th out of 21. So 
that you're kind of spread out there with the three Super Bowl appearances. Um, if you look at the at the seasons where the Steelers won the most games, 2004, that's that's they, they gave up 36 sacks. That's right in the middle out of all of them. Okay, most successful season right in the middle with the number of sacks they gave up. Okay, um, there and believe it or not, when you look at at the the sacks at the bottom of the list, the Steelers have great records. They just don't have like Super Bowl appearances, if you know what I mean. Like, for example, um, in 2017, the Steelers gave up 24 sacks. They went 13-3, and but they were out in the first round of the playoffs. Um, they also gave up 24 sacks in 2018, but they were 9-6-1 and and did not make the playoffs. Okay. Then you have 2016. They gave up 21 sacks. They won 11 games. You know, and 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 we know how things went there in 2016 with the where they had a um a couple playoff wins, um or one playoff win, and it did just it it still equated to a good record of having a few sacks. What's crazy is the Steelers in 2020 with only giving up 14 sacks. I mean, that's that was only two thirds of the least number of other sacks they gave. And they went 12 and four. They just didn't have success in the playoffs. So if you want to go through and go by the number of wins, then you're, then you're looking at all over the place. If you rank it by wins. So I would say sometimes the Steelers do better when they give up a lot of sacks. And sometimes the Steelers do better when they don't. I, to me, as someone who is interpreting data, I would say inconclusive. I would call the number of sacks given up is basically inconclusive because you have of your three Super Bowl appearances, you basically have one in each category, one in the top, one in the middle, one in the bottom. So I can't see where you can draw anything definitive from that. So I also had one more thing I was going to bring up. Um, This was another email that I got. This was from, I've, I've got to find it here real quick, from a... Oh, I, f- I suddenly can't find it. Um, where did it go? Oh, here it is. It's from 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 Cody. Um, Cody Topper um, emailed me and was curious that if I was aware that Ben Roethlisberger has never thrown for more than three hundred yards in a playoff victory, and the answer to that question, Cody, was yes, I am aware of that one. That's a good one, though. And the reason I'm aware of it is because I actually used it. I think it was trivia on the Steelers preview back um, before the Steelers had their playoff game that, yeah, I brought that up that Ben Roethlisberger in his career has, has had six playoff games where he has passed for more than 300 yards. It was five before this past year, but now it's six playoff games in which he's passed for more than 300 yards. And the Steelers are 0 and 6 in those games. Um, with the most being 501 this past year. Um, and then before that, it was 469 against Jacksonville, their previous playoff experience. So so Ben Roethlisberger's last two playoff games, he has thrown for 970 yards and nine touchdowns, but five interceptions, and they are 0-2 because they have surrendered 93 points. Yikes. So we don't want to relive that. But here's, if, if you want a little bit more trivia with this, the most yards Ben Roethlisberger has ever thrown for in a playoff victory is 275 yards. 
And that was in the 2005 AFC Championship game against the Denver Broncos in Denver. So that's the most he's ever thrown in a victory. The the least amount of yards Ben Roethlisberger has ever thrown in a loss in the playoffs is 226 yards. And that was in 2005. Well, sorry, it was in 2005, but it was a 2004 season, his rookie year, um, when they lost to the New England Patriots. So that's the that's the most yards that he's, or sorry, the least amount of yards he's thrown in, in a loss. And if you want to know overall, what's the least amount of yards Ben Roethlisberger has thrown in a, in a playoff game? Yeah, that would be... Super Bowl 40, where he only threw for 123 yards. So that's just some interesting trivia uh, and numbers to throw out there. I'm telling you, I am so excited for this preseason to get going. I am next Thursday, I'm going to try to be able to contain myself, but I can still use some more questions because we need some more stats to talk about going into next week. The following week, we're going to be talking about some stuff from actual play on the field. It might not be all that exciting because you're like, who are these guys? What are they doing? Still, it's going to be breaking down stuff with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But as I always say, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It really is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As Jeff Hartman says, we are not naive to think that you're going only to our site. You're going to, you're going to check out stuff from all over the place. And there's a lot of good sites out there. But our goal is, is that if you could only choose one, you would get enough from ours that you could do that, if you know what I mean. That that we are giving you everything that you could get. So make sure you're checking out the website. Make sure you're checking out all the audio-only podcasts and, of course, our live shows that end up as podcasts as well. Um, whether you listen to them in podcast form or catch them live on YouTube or Facebook. Most of them go around 9 p.m. Eastern um, on weeknights. I think the hangover might go a little bit earlier um, for the most part. Man, Tony Adefio's Friday night six-pack, he starts almost to the minute. He was not happy when he was having technical issues a couple weeks ago that I had to help him out with because he wasn't starting right on time. Um, so, but but you could also go to to YouTube to our YouTube channel BTSC Radio and subscribe, and you get notifications every time we go live. So make sure you're doing all those things. So excited for this preseason! Thanks for joining me to, today, and as I always say, thanks for geeking out. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.